This week on the Adventurer's Vault, we take a break between campaigns to enter the world of sci-fi. The gang tries out the quick start rules for the Expanse RPG, published by Green Ronin. Based on the Hugo Award-winning science fiction universe created by the writing team of S.A. Corey. Explore the setting presented in the novels and the critically acclaimed streaming adaptation. Listen along as we play through Cupbearer, the included quick start adventure where our four adventurous cast members play the crew of the Somalier, a simple trading ship headed to Ganymede Station, when they receive an offer they can't refuse from a powerful individual. I have a son who, about a year ago, uh, decided to go missing. And were you to do so, I would be very grateful. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I like gratitude a lot. I'm a, I'm a little low on gratitude right now. <laughs> to a very special couple episodes of the Adventurer's Vault. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. We are not going to play a Pathfinder game or a Paizo product. Uh, we are looking to have short-run series of different gaming systems. And one of the ones we're looking at is The Expanse, based off the writing team of JMSA Corey's award-winning Expanse series. We're going to play a quick-start version of the RPG. Now, The Expanse, if you haven't seen it, it's a great series of books and an excellent Amazon Prime TV show, uh, neither of which is paying us, sadly. Uh, but I think it's a cool system, and we're going to check it out. So you're going to hear some pretty familiar voices and a couple new ones. Why don't you go ahead and start us off, Rich? Who? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm the new guy. You guys have never heard me before. Real up-and-comer. I think he'll I, stick around. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, Brad's probably going to get rid of me any any minute now. <laughs> I generally find I don't like listening to you, but... You know. well, <laughs> it, it shows. It does show. Uh, I, You know, I, I've got to reiterate what Brad said. It is a great set of books, uh, a great set of... a great TV show. I'm actually current on both at the moment, so I'm anxiously awaiting uh, the final novel. And then uh, we'll see how many seasons they get left. But it's a great. So this is exciting. It's going to be fun to uh, to try to uh, try to see how this works as a role playing game. You excited to play, not run? Uh, you would do what? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I am, aren't I? Holy yeah. crap! It's been a fat minute uh, since I've actually been on this side of the table. Joining us is our good friend Eric. Say hi, Eric. How's it going, everybody? Eric, you've never done a, a podcast thing with us before, have you? I have not. I've not joined this motley crew I'm looking around at. <laughs> motley is... Well, kickstart my heart. Well spoken when I say say that. Hopefully we get the licensing rights to the music. Rich is on that, right? Yeah, I'm, I, I, think I, I think I know a guy. You you have been our friend a long time. We've played with you a lot. We've just never had you on for like a, a podcast thing. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that. Well, because <laughs> you have a family and stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah, life, yeah you, life. You don't give it the priority that it needs to have. Yeah, to. you fall in the category of Ferber. <laughs> like, we love you, but like, you got a lot of shit going on. 
You it really happens. If you got rid of that family and stuff, yeah, you'd have more free time. We could have you on more often. Just something to think about. Just <laughs> <laughs> my wife have, might have something to say. Uh, yeah, uh, agree with Rich on the show. Uh, the show is great. I'm not caught up, but from what I've seen, it is very well done. Last season's a, a real banger. Uh, no spoilers. The Death Star blows up. Awesome. I knew it. Luke. <laughs> Is Obi one is your father. <laughs> uh, Lore is. Nice. nice. Joining us, a familiar voice. Say Hello. hi. I'm uh, I'm Ethan. You've heard me before. I hope if this is your first episode, weird time to jump on board. Frankly, <laughs> um, great time actually because yeah. you, you might not care about fantasy, but some sci-fi stuff might be great. There you go. Hey, maybe more uh, more sci-fi might be coming in the future too. And if uh, you want us to do more than a quick start, you know, maybe send some money in or something. I don't know. Whatever. We'll talk. Just shoot us an email. Or just shout out on the Discord. And last but not least, because you always sit in that spot, and I'm a, I'm a right-to-left person, Ashley. It's my favorite seat. <laughs> it's just so comfy. Once I, I'm a creature of habit, so once I get used to sitting or like doing something some way, it'll like, so if I were to sit where Eric's sitting, it would I would feel totally off. I would not be able to do anything at all. I feel off right now too. You don't have a chair. Don't you? You just kind of look a little off. What? And I, you, I think it's just your you personality. You have like a, a sheep thrown down behind you, so you look really plush right now. Like you know, you're just nestled into your seat, chilling. You know what? It was really cold yesterday. I was um, I was down at the farm, and so this is just what we usually, you know, it's a jacket that I just usually have anyway, because um, we always end up doing work. I mean, all the stuff outside. It's, a, it's good looking jacket. It's just like, yeah. like it's like you get a shag carpet behind you. It looks it looks like you're really uh, living style at the moment. Like well, I want to be comfortable. Thank you. I I stole it from someone a few years ago, and so <laughs> it just kind of has worked out. It goes well with the bearskin rugs on yeah. the floor of our recording studio. Yeah, we got a little fire going in the background. In that wow. deep mahogany uh, hearth. <laughs> no, um, so I haven't seen any of the Expanse series on. Fortunately, I've seen other things that are like it, though. So it's not. I'm no, not... you haven't. Mm-mm. There's nothing like the expanse. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bezos. What? He like saved it. Like remember? Did uh, yeah, somebody yeah. else did the first couple of seasons, and they were going to cancel mm-hmm. it. And that's how it ended up on Amazon. Bezos was a huge fan of the show, mm-hmm. and said, "No, it's not canceled. You're coming to my house now." That's what I would do if I had money. Sorry. I mean, sorry. You're fine. I'm not offended at all. It's you can just keep talking over me. It's cool. Oh, good. What you're actually known for, uh, the adventures of the Mountain Tail, where you're a player. On the Mountain Tail, I play the character Min Yui. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like my voice um, is distinct enough because I'm one of the only girls involved <laughs> in the podcast. No, no, I mean, you're not one of the only. <laughs> well, we, we have, we have the editor. You are the only. You know. We've got a, I mean, we've had a few <laughs> guest voices yeah. and a few pieces, but you're the only cast member. Uh, that we have who is is of that persuasion. I hear there's more game gamer girls out there, but there's we, a lot. There yeah. is a rarity. We really are trying to find more voices. Just like getting I, out there with COVID was a real. Yeah, that made it rough. Well, and I genuinely, I know a lo- I have a lot of friends who are in the gaming community, females and males, and so I, I've actually uh, had a couple friends ask me about coming on and like being guests and I you know like we want to up the cast it's just like our white guy quota is pretty full (laughs) we're like I mean I can always talk to them and try and get them over here sometime like during recording sessions and have them 
Yeah, oh, like okay. let's figure it out. We invite Eric because he's like kind of olive skinned. <laughs> we feel that helps. I have a small right. amount of ethnicity, so <laughs> I just got into the that so, bar. I, I'm, I'm yeah. Bar. Congratulations! Really happy for you. There you go. Um, <laughs> the only way. I but get yeah, in. Um, it's it's really exciting to get to just be involved in more. I think. So I mean, if you're in the Springfield area and you're interested in, in working something out with the Adventurers Vault, get at us. We are available on all platforms to be contacted. And honestly, we do a lot of gaming outside of this. So if you just want to game, like now, we do that. Too. If you got money, I don't really care what you look like. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You know. <laughs> money talks. Why, why, why do you look at me when you say that? Because you're the only one that can afford all this equipment. But, you know, you're not going to give us cash. That's been established in the last couple of years. We can give you pizza. It's like like cash. I'm not ungrateful (laughs) for the things that have been given. As a fat guy, pizza is always appreciated. Uh, And alcohol that Joy provides. But I'm just saying, like, you're you're already ponying up shit. (laughs) Cash presents aren't going to appear. So we're going to have to source that from somewhere. Honestly, I'm kind of afraid to um, invite some more of my my friends on because they're a lot more well-spoken than I am. <laughs> Don't want to show you You that. guys are going to replace me. So we're going to dive into the world of The Expanse. Uh, and if you're not familiar with uh, the show or the series, we'll do a little background. Essentially, it's a sci-fi show set in the future. The major factions of the universe, it's, it's basically humans. There's the people who are born on Earth, the people who are born on Mars, Earthers, Martians, oh yeah, oh, what a stretch. And then I think for me, the really interesting people are the Belters, those who are born out in space. And each of these three societies essentially has their own rules, mannerisms, um, and how they interact with each other is really the heart of the story of The Expanse. And you know, it's a good return to a little bit of a more hard-boiled sci-fi. I know you could argue where it falls, but there's no faster-than-light travel. There's not much for ray guns. Um, you know, they, if you want to go from Earth to, uh, you know, out to the belt, it's going to take you a fat minute. Uh, the ships are faster than, say, what we have now, but they're not, like I said, light speed. Uh, you know, if you're a belter, going to Earth is problematic for you because you can't handle the gravity, even Mars. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of, I don't want to say realism, but more of that hard-boiled sci-fi where it's not just straight into the fantasy. You know, like shields and phasers and artificial gravity and teleporter. These things don't exist in the expanse. You want to go from space to ground, you got to get there, like via a ship. And yeah, if you've lived in space your whole life, your bones can't handle gravity, you know. So it it is a very gritty, realistic feel of the sci-fi. The hard science. The hard shit, you know. And like, you get into space combat, your ships are shooting bullets at each other, and there's no shields. So yeah, it gets ugly quick. And you know, space combat takes a distance, so they do a lot of you know, you can dodge their swarm of bullets because you're not right next to each other, but that's not easy to do because you're maneuvering a ship and it's it's hard to change that momentum, uh, you know, as as quickly. And, fa- and then, then you have to worry about the people inside. If you do change momentum, you know, while you're taking those gra- effects of gravity, you know, you're now under a 10G forces that the ship veers quickly to one side. It has an impact. It affects them. Coincidentally, you can just pull up to the other ship and just start shooting at each other. It's like if you duct tape a hand to another guy, like, all right, let's start punching. It reminds me of the old, like, Age of Sail, when, you know, ships would just pull up across each other and throw broadsides to see who could out-broadside each other. Mm-hmm. The ship the ship combat, the, the military stuff, that's a lot what it's like here. It's just not necessarily big cannons, but it's whose ship can withstand it longer. And I say all that to say this, for the quick start, we are not doing ship combat. <laughs> <laughs> because that would require me to buy the uh, the full core rulebook. How much is the full core rule book, just offhand? 
Uh, it's not too bad. You know, get it from your uh, fully licensed game shop for full price. Uh, but, you know, you can get the source. However, um, Green Ronin Publishing has these quick start rules available for free as a free PDF download. Oh, wow. So if you're interested in checking this system out, um, the quick start rules are free, and it comes with an adventure path called Cupbearer. Now, I will say, if you're going to play Cupbearer, you probably shouldn't listen to the podcast past this <laughs> point, because we are going to be using the quick start adventure that's in those rules. If you are interested in running this for your friends, though, definitely listen to all these episodes, get a feel for what you know you think you're going to do better, because we're probably terrible, and you're going to do a better job. <laughs> what to do, what, what not to, not to do. do. You guys um, might be terrible. I'm amazing. There, you go. That's why you're here. That's why we brought you in. Lift the game up. But the, these, this quick start rule is free. So check out, and they have some other stuff that Green Ronin Publishing does as well. And if for some reason Green Ronin Publishing wants to sponsor us, we'll get that Expanse podcast started up. Lickety split. Just, it's free for a belt of yeah. Free. Chuba. You want to pay money coin to see game? Yeah, yeah, chuba. Do you better? I, I, I tried, and I can't do the belter thing. Uh, it's so good, though. There, I listened to a podcast, a Starfinder podcast, and a guy does that. Oh. And not only, like, he, he did a YouTube collection clip of it, and he did it so well, the actor got in touch with him. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then they, because Skid just knows everyone, it's ridiculous. Anyway, the world of The Expanse is varied, and it's exciting, and you should check it out either via the books, TV show, or, or, book. um, or, the, or the RPG. <laughs> so let's dive in. The setting, of course, is The Expanse universe. Now, your crew runs a small transport vessel called the Somalier. Now, that, that's the that's what's in the quick start. If you wanted to pick something that's a little easier for you guys to say, because I know you're a little slow, um, <laughs> you could change that if you want. But Adventure as written, you're a light freighter called the Somalier. Your main gig is you run luxury goods from the moon of Titan to the asteroid Ganymede Station. These are luxury goods. So you're running things like chocolate bars, wine, you know, really high-end stuff. Now, you guys can't afford this stuff because you're poor spacers, but you're trusted to deliver it. And, you know, typical, you know, you guys don't own your ship, but you're making payments. You're, you're making it by, you know, you don't always get to eat as well as you like, but you're free. You get to roam the spaceways as you see fit as a crew. Space truckers. Space truckers. You know, you're, I don't know much, <laughs> stuff like that, but space truckers. You guys are making it. So why don't we go through real quick you guys introduce your characters. Tell us a little bit about each one. I'm, uh, I'm going to be playing Addison Grant. It's Addy for you. Everybody just calls them my friends. They all call me Addy. I don't know why, but they do. I'm from Mars. I didn't really like Mars. It's dusty. A lot of dust. But uh, So I do this because, you know, I, you know, I, I definitely didn't get in trouble with Mars at all. Um, they're really kind of uptight there. And, you know, I don't like uptight. So I left and I did this thing. And, uh, yeah, you guys aren't uptight. My crew members, they're all right. They're all right. They'll drink with me. All right, I'm playing uh, Izzy Moon, and uh, yeah, I'm from Gammamine. There's not a computer I don't like to look into, find out what's going on. It might be mine, might be someone else's, but hey, if it's there, it's there. And I'm playing. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I may not be pronouncing this correctly for our timeline, but I'm pronouncing it flawlessly for the Expanse timeline. Chao Zhang Sokolov, uh, a medic, uh, had a kind of a middle-class upbringing, uh, which is a little odd for a belter, I think. Also from Ganymede Station. Do y'all know each other, or what? 
I mean, like, do you grow up together? You're like best friends or something? Uh, or like, I guess it's a big place, isn't it? Just because we both from Ganymede Station doesn't mean we both know each other. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you belters, y'all look alike anyway. Um, I'm playing, uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing uh, her last name right, but uh, Casey Cotry. Um, and basically, she is from Mars. Um, and her family was one of the first settlers in the Mariner Valley. And so she was raised with this very proud um, nationality and ancestry. Um, she is ex-military. She was a soldier in the Martian military, but she's a very my way or the highway kind of character, very stubborn. And you know how most militaries are, they don't really like that too much. So once she got out of the service, um, we went, uh, I went to go work in the Outer Planets with private security, but found out that it was a lot like the military in that way with the having to follow the rules um, instead of just getting to do it my way. And so now we just do freelance security work on various ships, various things. And that's kind of how we found our way into the sommelier. And you guys have you know, come together you know, in various means. Uh, but the War of the Expanse is very much like on Earth. There's very much the haves and the have-nots. You know, there's a ruling rich society. And then the rest of the world is still kind of scrambling for resources. Mm-hmm. But regardless what tier you are on Earth, you still have disdain for people who aren't Earthers. Now, Mars managed to colonize and become a power through their militaristic approach to very practical, very, you know, dogged determination. We're going to make Mars successful through these rigid, strict rules. But they also have disdain for Earth, who they see as, like, um, undisciplined, you know, and, like, very much like those snobby guys. And then there's the people that everyone shit on, which is the Belters, who don't hold to either philosophy and are making their way through space however they can. But it's very wild, you know. And Berthers have their own way of talking, how they approach things. So it's three, they're all humans, but they're three very separate philosophies on life. Well, really bring this crew together is we all hate the Earthers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, and, and more more important than, like, your loyalties or whatever is your drive to succeed and survive the ship. Like, because, like, water ain't free out in space. You gotta, you gotta go pay for that. Food ain't free. You know, ship payments gotta be made or they're gonna yank your ship. Fuel. Fuel. Yeah, everything. So... You guys collectively, even if you don't necessarily love each other as a crew, you're working together to get by. And one of the things you've done to get by is that you take contracts from a company called Almathia Ambrosials, who acquire these luxury goods, and then you deliver them to Gandymead Station. It's a decent contract. You guys were lucky to get it, and you've been doing that for a while. And halfway through a run from Titan to Gandymead Station, you get a message. And when, like, the little hollow face and name pops up, it is Theo Dardanus. Now, you know, and now you're not necessarily friends and chummy with him, he is the CEO of Almathia Ambrosials. This is not a call you can ignore. And, like, we don't normally deal with this guy. No, you have. There are. Have we ever dealt with him (laughs) directly? You maybe seen him in the office at some time or something, but he's never been like, hey, guy who run that little ship. I love you guys. No, he's there are secretaries and handlers and mid-level managers. You would not talk to this guy to like call his office 
you wouldn't he wouldn't even take that in fact there would probably be consequences so <laughs> when it comes across we absolutely know it's theo y- yeah like at least as far as like um if i called you and it appeared to be brad on the phone theoretically there could be a way to hack that but okay. it's not likely okay it's like so no one, would, ID. No one yeah. have the balls to like fake this guy or if they did, then, like, that's serious, too. Yeah. Like, if somebody's faking it, then, like, whoa, that's also fucked up. But if they are faking it, you still can't take that risk of not taking the phone <laughs> sure, call. Sure, You know. Spam decline. Yeah. I, I, I would assume that I'm probably in the computer system messing around when that comes that's across. Yeah. Like, oh, guys, guys. You know, and it's one of those things where there's, like, a little hollow table on the ship you guys could all gather around. But I, ma- I I picture all of us like looking at each other, like, like who's gonna answer the call? Yeah. Holy, holy hell! Somebody answer that! Jeez. Well, I know it's not gonna be me. Ring. Yeah, I'm looking down at my stat sheet. It probably uh, shouldn't be me either. Uh, yeah, I'll activate Ring. it. Turn it on. Thanks. Uh, hello. And and a quick side note. Um, I I think there are times where like, it you can't really do like person to person communication in the expanse. Because of the distance, there's a time lag. There's a time lag, but I'm going to say in this case, it, you're maybe you're not that far from Titan, so it's working. Okay, so it's not just a like one way, yeah, recording. Like we've just taken off, so yeah, like it's close enough that he can do. Like even if there's a little bit of time lag, you guys can still do voice to voice. What if you're far enough out, you can just only send messages. Well, and if it makes sense, because maybe we're already under acceleration, so like stopping would be problematic, but maybe yeah. we're still close enough that there's not much of a lie. Yeah, so there's a little bit of, of, of science finagle here. Okay. <laughs> Someone will catch that. I'm just going to, you know, hand wave that. So, ah, greetings. Uh, what can we do for you, sir? Who and, we- like, when we see him, like, we think this is him. Like, we may not be able to contact him, but we probably know what the guy looks like. I was going to say, I would think that we would have at least, like, seen a painting, portrait, picture yeah, of him. Yeah, they, like, plaster their CEO's face all over everything. Okay. I think his face would show up on the color ID, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, when we works. recognize that, we're like, that's him. Yeah, like, yeah. and, like, you see him talking. Like, it's like a little hollow screen. Yeah. Um, and then, at that point, he addresses the four of you by name. <laughs> and it's like, I hope, uh, I hope this is a good time to talk. This is the a great time to talk. Why'd you call? What, I, uh, you know, you guys have been running goods for us for a while now, and you've always done good work. Uh, and I understand that your crew can be discreet. Is that fair to say? Looking around at each other, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep, I, yep. I put down the candy bar that I'm <laughs> eating right now. Very discreet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like you like shove some wine bottles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm just like super relieved that that's not what this call is about. Oh thank God. Oh thank God. <laughs> I want to play a game somewhere on the ship is a bottle. <laughs> uh, I have uh, something of a familial situation that I hope the four of you can resolve for me. And were you to do so, I would be very grateful. Very grateful. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, uh, that's what I'm hearing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what he's implying. I, you, know. you know, I think there's a lot of looking at each other across the table, back and forth consistently, like I mean, we like gratitude a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the show just for that vo- the people who do those voices alone, like, gratitude is great, Chupa. I can spend a lot of gratitude. Yep. Like I'm a, I'm a little low on gratitude right now. 
Uh, so, I have a son named Kai, who about a year ago uh, decided to go missing, shirking his family responsibilities. We have been looking for him for a while, and I finally caught wind of where he's at. He's on Gandamite Station, and since the four of you and your ship just happen to be heading that way, I thought maybe you could track him down, pick him up, and bring him back home where he belongs. Uh, all safe and sound, snug as a bug in a rug and all that? Absolutely. What if he doesn't want to come? These are questions that just really are important. Is there any catch with it? Well, uh, as a, a stubborn young man that I know Kai to be, he may not wish to come home. But I, I'm hoping that this is an attack of conscience that pe reliable people such as yourselves can overcome. And I understand that with such things comes undue stress. Undue stress should be compensated. Of course. I mean, uh, you know, it could be dangerous, so as long as you uh, say the compensation is commiserate with the danger, I mean, we are discreet. Uh, as a businessman, that's fair. Here, here's what I can offer on the table. According to my spreadsheet here, and like he holds up a, a screen, and it's the exact figure of what your crew owes for the sommelier, and it's a decent figure. He's like, I understand that you owe this much for the ship. Should Kai find his way home safely, it could look like this, and he hits a button and it becomes zero. Uh, yes, it's sit up straight a little, little further, uh, lean in a little bit further. So, that the, his safe return, snug as a bug in a rug, as you say, would be worth a lot to me. And I feel that if you didn't have to worry about the undue stress of making ship payments month to month, that would take a, a great burden off you as well. That's a lot of stress. I mean, I'm feeling motivated. I don't know about you guys, but uh, suddenly... I like that gratitude. <clears throat> Casey, um, just... Kind of gratitude. Casey cracks her knuckles... <laughs> in a very um, conscious way, like she's she's thinking over um, these. Addie flinches when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like she's thinking over the terms, and um, she just kind of nods, nods her head. She's very. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. I think we on board. I I knew I've always known you four to be reliable, uh, and discreet. So I appreciate this. And I, if you bring him home. You will have my gratitude, and I will take care of you. Just to clarify, discreet in the sense no one else needs to know he's coming back home? It would be, we should minimize knowledge of such natures outside of our little group here. I mean, I would hate for this to be something all over the news. Understood. So like our level of discretion and the level of compensation will probably be, uh, you know, proportional. Commiserate. Yeah, we, we should say. I like that word. It's a good word. Now, having said that, um, you know, my gratitude for a safe return will be enormous. My displeasure for his not safe return will be commiserate. Suddenly, I like that word a little less. Just, right about yeah. now. There's a lot of big words here. Just then. so we're clear. But if you, Crystal. if you happen to break a little rule or two, we'll clean it up. If it is on Earth News 1... That will not be that fixable. That might be cleaned up also. <laughs> well, how big of a cleanup are we talking? I mean, Ganymede Station is pretty 
here's the thing. Like, from what we've known, if Kai was running around out in the open wild, we would have heard about it before now. He's keeping a low profile. And up till recently, that was true. But then he did something. He accessed the company's computers to mess with the shipment manifest. Shipment manifest? Yes. Something first. We're not totally sure what he did. But on Ganymede Station, his access login was used to fiddle with something. And that's the only reason we even know he's there. Could anybody else have that access login? They shouldn't unless he gave it to them. Or they stole it. Well, it, it it's specifically his code. So theoretically, yes, someone could be using it. Either way, it's a lead. And I need it investigated. But they got it from him or they... Uh, do, do you know anything about this like manifest? Can you send us the information? I, I don't totally know the details. The problem is the manifest he messed with is no longer in our system. I see, I see. He made it disappear. So, I, it's not much of a lead, but it's something. And once you're on the ground, I imagine you can have an easier time following up on it. Do you know where he logged in from? Somewhere on the station. Would it be fair to say that he is going probably by another alias um, at the station? Because I, I don't, I don't want to get in a fight and... Uh, and accidentally you look like you want to get in a fight. I'm just uh, saying. I might look like it, but not with... Uh, as far as, I'm quite sure he's using an alias, but, and he kind of like flips a few things off screen, and then a picture of him. This was the most recent picture he ha- we have of him. It's only been about a year, it shouldn't, unless he's done something drastic, like get facial reconstruction surgery. Here's a picture of him. Can I electronically? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll like, like, like shoot it off to you. Okay, whatever. great. You've got access to the information, you know? So, yeah, I'm sure he's not going by his real name, but, you know, here he is. So, so he, when he logged in, he probably knows that you know he logged in. So he's going to be expecting us, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I think he won't be expecting you. Now, if a lot more of Dardana's personnel start showing up, he might go to ground or run. You, uh, is the login still active? Could he do it again? He could again, but we've restricted his access. To be honest, uh, it's a little bit embarrassing. I, I didn't think. It was something he would do, right? so I didn't think to cut off his access. But whatever it is, it's important enough he was willing to blow that one-time deal, maybe. Yes. So something's going on, and I assume knowing Kai, he's probably gotten himself into something above what he could handle. I mean, you've been awful generous with us so far, but I gotta ask something that's a little delicate. Is there any chance that maybe this has something to do with you directly? I mean, like, maybe he's a little angry and wants to uh, cause you discomfort. A tale of a father and a son is as old of time, regardless of his motives or his perceived, his, my, you know, what he perceives as my failings as a father. I can't have him running around. But you, you think he got himself into some big trouble, though? I, I'm guessing. As he, as well as he knows me, I think I know my son pretty well. Uh, if he's been living under the radar for a year, God only knows what he's done to get by. Maybe made some promises. Possibly. Either way, for some reason, he's been hiding for a year and now blew his cover to do something. I mean, I realize maybe you two don't see eye to eye, but do you consider him a capable child? I mean, not child, but a capable son? Is he, you know... He 
he has skills and abilities that he should be using to pursue the family business. And even if he doesn't, I need him in a scenario where I can keep an eye on him for his own safety. Him running around Ganymede Station doing God knows what could lead to bad things happen out there in space. You four know that better than anyone. If he's not here, he's not safe and could be used against me. I think we got it. Yeah, let's go get him. I was going to say, Casey just kind of crosses her arms, nods and goes, we'll do our best. Excellent. I will alert the local office of Amathia Ambrosials there to cooperate and expect you. That would be that'd be excellent. Uh, send me as many reports as you wish. I may not be available for contact. Let me know when you're on your way back. So he keeps this line open to us. Uh, you know, you you guys can it's not me- blocked. <laughs> yeah, you can message him. Now okay. you're probably not going to get a face to face. Is what he's saying? Yeah, but because it's like a message drop. Yeah, like you you can almost like an email. Yeah, essentially, you can update him as much as you want or need to. I would say he's expecting not nothing, you know, but you don't have to bug him every five minutes. It's <laughs> space mail. The most important message will be like, target acquired, coming home. Rooster's in the hen house. Rooster's yeah. in the hen house. You know, the, the most important thing will be, we're on our way back to Titan with package in tow. And that will be the happy message he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, we found your son's body. <laughs> There was an accident. (laughs) It wasn't a body when we found it, but now it's a body. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) An email, the subject line of which reads, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) It's a bit of a good news, bad news situation. (laughs) We found found most of him. We made an oopsie. (laughs) To shreds, you say. What's that that beeping beeping noise? (laughs) He's alive. (laughs) That's what that means. I do see that there could be a lot of Futurama references in this. Oh, probably. Module. What Monty Python is to D and D, Futurama is to all space RPGs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that. So, if the four of you are amicable to the deal, mm-hmm. um, if there's nothing else, I'm going to let the four of you get to work. We'll be in touch. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate you. Holy shit, guys! Uh, that's a, a lot of gratitude. I was that was pretty scary. Did, did that just fucking happen? I I think it did. Yeah, let's let's not fuck this up. Holy shit! I, I think uh, I might get on the computer see if I uh, can uh, figure something out about the station where he could be hiding. Yeah, I mean, like you guys is from there, so I'm like hoping like you know stuff or maybe people or something. It's like I don't know, it's just the place we go. But like you guys, that's like home and stuff. Yeah, we know everybody there. <laughs> I mean, I mean that would be helpful. <laughs> I mean, if you like know everybody, you could just be like, I don't know that guy, and it's probably him. There's only like 50 people on Ganymede Station, right? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Dusta always think we we know everybody on Ganymede. No, but like you know some people, right? That's more than I know. I mean, it it would be extremely helpful if you had at least one contact over there. Yeah, we got a contact. Right. Maybe more than one. At least. I mean, like, I know, like, the docking bays and that one bar I like to go to, and that's really it. Like, that's all I know, and then we gotta come back. I mean, you don't sound too confident in those There's a lot contacts, of holes to hide though. in. There's <laughs> a lot of holes to hide in. And Ganymede also has different social stresses. So yes. there is the high-end people, you know, those the haves. There's, like, the middle-tier people. Then there's the have-nots. And generally, like, when you're dealing with docking, that's where you guys are at. Those docking rings are, like, the lower end. So you deliver this stuff, 
and it's immediately put on an elevator and goes where you can't go because you don't have that clout or money to get there. But, you know, that's okay. It's Actually, you know, Chow, he, you might have a little bit of a little bit more of a upper stratus access than I do. Yeah, uh, you uh, might think that. <laughs> I got I got some friends that you might not like to meet. Yeah, I don't e- know. Ethan, because I it- don't like to meet most of you anyway. Be- but you belted too. <laughs> I don't like I don't like myself. I'm a self loather. <laughs> Yeah, that's not like Belta. Ethan, <laughs> because it is such a core component of the universe and you bring it up, why don't you talk about the OPA a little bit? So the OPA is kind of a uh, like the closest thing to a political entity that the Belters have. And they are seen as extremists, terrorists, or, you know, brave, uh, brave nationalists fighting for their own freedom, depending on, <laughs> you know, whose perspective. And, you know, if, if a person were to have ties to the OPA... Like, that would be pretty extreme to keep out in the open, right? That'd be something you might want to keep to yourself. And I, I believe that's Outer Planets Alliance. I believe it's the Outer Planets sort of Alliance, they, yeah. Because, you know, the Belters are like, they're not an entity. They're just, they are there. But that's like somebody's attempt to try to organize, which is somewhat dichotomous. I think they always show that in the, uh, you know, because Belters, like, they're very independent in nature. So mm-hmm. the, that's part of the reason why they have a hard time organizing. And, you know, that's why the OPA itself is a little little wonky because even a lot of the belters are like well we want to get better at stuff but like we don't want people in charge of us either and at this point in the setting it is much less a political affiliation and much more loose and somewhat something more close to like an extremist group is it more like it's i think it's analogous to an ira right kind of yeah, yeah actually. it's almost mob but a little more violent um uh, and definitely there's the concepts of the diaspora with the Belters. Like, they have spread out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, openly where OPA stuff is inviting trouble, de- depending where you are. Now, I am not OPA. Mm-hmm. Izzy Moon. And, obviously, since some people think all of the Belters know each other, I don't know what Chow is. I mean, we spend a lot of time on this boat. Yeah, do, do I happen to think he is or is not? Well, that, that's you, kind of up to Ethan. Like, stop asking me why I wear my left sleeve all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because there are belters, but then there's OPA. Correct. Now, like, there are assholes who just lump you guys all together anyway. Like, oh, well, you're all terrorists and scum. And that's why the OPA does have so many people. Because the belters get treated pretty shitty. <laughs> I think Chow, like, for the two Martians, would absolutely not bring it up but like he's been trying to feel Izzy out and he can't really tell like is this guy maybe yeah. also has OPA ties I mean, as, as, I'm, as, in, as I'm hacking into all your guys' computers <laughs> I mean that's the thing like I, I believe with the OPA is that most belters are fairly sympathetic to the OPA mm-hmm. and the OPA you know holds belters like if you're a belter you're okay like then they're like you're not who we're after but yeah. a lot of people think you know the OPA is like well we don't necessarily disagree with you we just think you're too extreme you know, they're, they're, well, maybe we can, you know, find a better way to survive. Where the OPA is very much the, hey, listen, they're never going to listen to us unless we get drastic. Well, I'll, I'll say my stance that I believe Moon is on. And I'm very sympathetic to the OPA coming from the low rung of even a belter society and scrapping my way through. Uh, I might not be a soldier, but I believe I would be kind of an eyes and ears and maybe where I can 
like, like get an in ally. And fit in. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, the reason that OP does get more traction is because the Belchers are so fractional. Yeah, you know, like there are episodes where literally, like, they have like a, a moot, and all like the leaders of these various gangs and tribes get together, yeah. and it's hard to get them to convince stuff. Yeah, so I, I believe I'm um, a little too skittish to ever kind of put myself out there as, uh, yes, that's me, and, you yeah, know, raise my fist, but definitely sympathetic. There, there's sympathy and, like, actively supporting, but then there's wearing the band. Yeah, that that, that might be a little much for me. And, I'm like, and if scary. you guys were on Earth or whatever, like, you wouldn't walk around, like, and just wearing, like, OPA stuff openly would lead to trouble. Yeah. You might even get Just arrested. growing up as a, a kid on the outskirts and a survivor, uh, he he wouldn't wear it on his sleeve, but he would definitely help. Yeah. I mean, the odds that any of it, even as Martians, the odds that any of us have ever been anywhere near Earth, maybe the moon the best, but like probably even not even that. No, it's probably not going to come up in game. I just thought it was interesting to talk about for a second. No, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Belters are a really cool uh, group of people as you, as you get into kind of the... the the lore of the the area, they, they, just because of uh, they they they're so different than what we have say here on Earth. So we say all that to say, I know a guy. <laughs> Let Earth and the Mars burn, OPA Belta forever, <laughs> Chupa. I mean, there is there are those guys. That's, there are those guys. That's OPA right there. So. Eric, you said something you maybe wanted to make a computer check. I do. Now, it's going to be a little more difficult because you're not there. No, it'd be more of a remote check. Yeah, but like, and like, it's going to be harder because really like the concept of like the internet doesn't necessarily work in space, but you could do some preliminary stuff to see. Well, since it was a company computer, mm -hmm. I believe I I should have at least access to the company computer, which I would then try to get into those systems you know do we location know? port bay uh dock all and, that stuff. and you know there, there's actually like data runs have to be made between places like the company the company store on gandamine will occasionally have to compile a bunch of data and you guys probably do this for them most of the time like when you drop off a delivery and you head back to titan you take like a computer core and like that information has to be updated from time to time because like it's not the, like the universe wide web, you know. So do you are you do you tell us you're doing this? Do we yes. know you're? Uh, you know we should uh, we should like check the news and stuff and see like what's going on there lately. Maybe maybe something uh, maybe something we ought to be aware of. It's so, a bright sunny place, so it's probably a lot of joy going on right now. Yeah, I mean maybe, but like you know, in this in this <laughs> time in the story, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Talk to your uh, guys. So, in this case, uh, what, what check are you going to kind of make? I am going to attempt a intelligence technology check. Okay. So, for me, that's going to be uh, 3d6 plus my ability and focus, which would be a total of plus 5. So, the World of the Expanse uh, essentially is what we call a 3d6 system. There's no d20s. You only use 3d6. You roll those. You take that number and you add any relevant modifiers. What are you adding to your 3d6 in this case? I'm adding my intelligence, which is a three. Okay. And my focus of technology, which would give me a plus two also. All right. So you're going to roll 3d6 and add five. And that's like about the max. I mean, three is the highest anybody has. And then the focus. So that really is like. So this is your thing. Now, what you're going to roll against is what we call a target number, which I'm setting. What is that setting? I'll let you know. Let's see a roll. <laughs> that, oh, nah. Nope. I didn't, I didn't nope. get a stunt. But 5 plus 5 is 10. 
So, you know, you're looking through like kind of the news feeds just to see if like, does anything pop up about this? It's relatively quiet on Ganymede Station lately. There's been no crazy events or upheaval. And as you're kind of going through, you're not seeing anything involving Kai. Now, you know, it's going to be a lot harder what you're trying to do here than as opposed to when you get there and you've got access to the local systems. So I have a focus in security under intelligence. Okay. Could I perhaps make a check to knowing what I know about security systems, try and figure out where, what shipping yard might have such security systems that Kai would have logged into? Possibly, yeah. Why don't you give me... I also have an intelligence of three, because we felt as a smarter than you just as... But just smart right. fuckers. Chuba. You don't Ooh, have to hello. do that. Hello. That's, that's, a, that's a good ass roll over there. That, uh, that's a 20. Awa, <laughs> awa. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's a good roll. You know that there are different things on the enemy station. There's station security. You know, there is the the offices of Ambro- uh, Alamathia Ambrosials. So there's these different subsystems. You know that it would be a lot harder for a kid like Kai, who, based off the information you're given, he's not a hacker. So you know that he would had to have gone into Ambro- uh, Alamathia Ambrosials systems to do this. He couldn't have remote accessed hacked someplace and then gone in. He'd have been on site. He would have had to have been using one of their computers. So that's going to narrow down your search. Um, Now, can you access to like the ship security from where you're at? No. You know, if you got on site, you could maybe get into those security cameras, but not remotely from where you're at. But that does narrow down your search. But we know there's a limited number of terminals he could have used. Yes. Okay. You're pretty sure he was on company property when he did what he did. Now, you're not sure the exact spot, but you you know you can narrow your search down from the get-go. Um, it's harder for you to find more information just because you know you don't have you're not at the local access. And for some reason he didn't walk in front of a camera and like, hi, I'm caught. You know he didn't out himself that hard. So do we like because these guys this does luxury goods. Do we know of any like rumors that maybe there's something else that they you know they dip into the side because you know at this point like we what we know or we think we know. Is he goes into their section of the of Ganymede, uh, hacks a terminal, not hacks a terminal, he has the access, but he sneaks in, uses that access to make a manifest disappear. Uh, to the point where he probably knew this was a one-time deal and blew, you know, his access to, to do it, you know, but that doesn't sound like something you do for a creative wine. Exactly. Now, and when we say, like, a whole shipment went missing, it's not just like, ah, create a wine. You guys look at your cargo bay, and it's crates and crates and crates of all these luxury goods. It's a shipload. Yeah, like one entire one of your runs went missing. So it's valuable, but as far as we know, we don't have heard any rumors. They're like, yeah, but we also hear some people, maybe they run a, you know. Yeah, because there was nothing in the news about, like, an entire shipment of Alamathia exports was robbed today. It's not like skimming off the top. This would be like... Yeah, the whole tr- not and, not that a crate fell off the truck, but like the whole truck. And it was one of those things where, like, if this was not Kai Dardanus who did it, this might have fell through the cracks. Like this might like this went smoothly enough that the company might not never even have noticed, except that they've been on high alert for a year, for looking him. for him. 
And we have no reason to think that this company isn't anything other than what it says it is. Not based off your experiences. Okay. Like, you've never opened a crate and seen guns right. or weapons. You've always well, opened a crate really and seen chocolate or, bars. Yeah, I mean, you know. and, and generally we open up a lot of crates. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little quality check here I mean, and there, you know. Come on, no, there's a 10% skip, you know, or maybe like, a 5%. There's a world the rich live in, you guys don't. Like, literally, this yeah. guy just... It's like, hey, kidnap my kid and I'll pay you. Normal people don't get to do that. <laughs> yeah. you know, not even not even us. And yeah. We're not normal people. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's those clumsy lotus. Every once in a while they damage one of those crates and it just happens. You know, there's always at least like one every shipment. It's fine. And it's just one crate. I mean, it's not really yeah. like they're losing you know, a, what, a they, bunch of money. They expect what, at yeah. least what, When yeah. you guys skim a couple a of wine bottles and chocolates, do you either one enjoy or two sell on the side to make some cash? You know, there's always that 3% of a shipping manifest you expect is lost. Yeah, a little damage in shipping. Yeah. So yeah. you guys know if you just take care of everything and nothing gets damaged, you can take that 3% for yourself. That's just the gig. Yeah. But for a whole shipment to go yeah. missing, there's you, yeah, different. you guys might end yeah. up floating in a river. We're not yeah. we're not side well, hustling. It's just enough to where you grab the, a little. You know. Generally with these things, the, the end user, I mean, they might have lost a good 10, 15% because right. the shipment takes a little... The, the dock takes the, yeah, the a little. Yeah, the dock workers, the warehouse guys, the security yeah. guys take a sliver. You know, but it's like, just all the way up the. So chain. you guys, you guys have learned. Here's where we're at. Yeah. If we keep it here, yeah. we get jobs. Yeah. And we make a little on the side. And you guys all know people who are like crews were like they got greedy, and then it, the contracts dried up. Yep. You just keep it at this level that's not suspicious. Yeah. And right. it just it makes sense. You keep the same trend each time. We're under then you're fine. You guys get jobs repeatedly because you keep it at the right margin, you keep your mouth shut, and you handle all the X's and checks. So, you know, that... We're the right amount of shady. The right amount of shady. (laughs) The shadiness is expected. Shadiness, but discretion, valuable. And then that's why you guys are doing what you're doing. That's uh, why Theo came to us. Mm-hmm. It's because yep. we he he probably knows exactly what we do. He I mean, yep. there's no way that business owners don't or aren't aware that you know their companies Here, do that occasionally. Here's, here's the deal. He's not gonna like. Well, sure, this one ship is skimming a little bit. That that's that's beneath his notice. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, the whole fleet just went missing. Okay, that's a problem for Theo. He wouldn't. He probably didn't give a shit about you guys. Two days ago, but then like two days ago, they're like, "Hey, this happened," and he's like, "Give me a, give me a shipment, like give me a fleet manifest." And then he yeah. went through and like, Who, "Who's all headed to Ganymede?" Who's right all now? headed to Ganymede? Who's got who? Do, who's got a good company record? And he went through a couple ships and was like, "And who does he have leverage on?" The Somali, yeah, yeah. Who owes yeah. the bank money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh look, and you guys fit all the checks. Yeah. Oh, I got these guys with balls. And honestly, we don't know that we are the only ones he said this to. You don't. That's true. Sure. He could have gone and to others. That's true. And then... But, like, the carrot's big enough. And the know, stick's big enough. The stick's big enough. Actually, let's look at that. Can we, like, look and check and see what other ships may be headed to Ganymede from here right now? Is there anybody ahead of sure. us? Sure. Sure. Yeah. To okay. kind of... I can uh, roll that up unless someone else is going to... Definitely not me. Okay. I'm going to do the exact same roll. Okay. That's a hair better. That's 14. So this is pretty easy to figure out, like, because you guys talk to other crews, and, like, it's pretty easy to get the manifest to, like, oh, who's taking what places? So they don't have a lot of ships that run from Titan to Ganymede. 
this is a valuable contract because you guys pretty much have soul. Now, there's always people who want to take it from you. Right. But for right now, you guys are the only ship that makes the Titan the Ganymede run. Which is probably why we mind our and crazy. Because we're like, you know, there's a million other guys that can have this. So. Yeah, you know, like they can only make so much money. Now, here's the deal. Your full-time job is basically this run. Now, it's always contracted. But you're like, listen, we can't take another side job. The steady work's too good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could fuck off and go do something else. But, like... We'd lose our place. Yeah. You'd lose your place. There's another ship who is just praying you guys fuck up. And we're probably, like, dreaming of that level of independence. So yeah. we keep our head down, we keep doing this, someday we pay the ship off, and then we have more yeah. flexibility. So if you had the ship paid off, you'd have a little more flexibility. But also, in your mind, like, this is steady work, but most of our pay goes to paying off the ship. If the ship was paid off, now most of the pay goes in our pockets. So, but, like, what you do with freedom, that's up to your characters. But no matter what, in the black, freedom sounds good. You guys all left the various organizations that, you know, your backgrounds are to find this freedom. And here it is, in your grasp, if you can just kidnap a kid legally. <laughs> <laughs> you see these uh, dusters uh, make fun of the belters, but looks like they always come here for freedom, right? That's right. They always running away from something. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's, forever. A weird, that's a weird way for you to admit I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're always so tied up in words and stuff. You, you know. All right. I got intelligence of three. There's not a lot more we can do yeah, until we get there. Uh, until we get there. So you, let's. I mean, don't... we could formulate a plan. I definitely, like, I definitely think that we should have something, at least an idea, of what we're going to do as soon as we get there because we don't want to go in guns a-blazing. You look like you want to go in guns a-blazing. I'm just saying, like, I hear your words, but, like, your face was kind of like, no, I kind of want to go guns a-blazing. The ship touches down, and, like, the dog works, all right, let's unload it. You guys just come out (laughs) shooting combat rolls. It's a a massacre. (laughs) Listen, I might not, I might not be the brightest when it comes to computers and, and how, and how to, uh, track on those things but i do know how to build and i and i do know how to formulate a plan that is going to help us strategy wise i know how to hunt a man <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous game uh, i mean well, i think we got to find that terminal right we got to figure out where say, that is the, the, the company's giving us full would. access so or not maybe not full access but they're giving us like they they know to help us out. Full to help. Yeah. So they would give us access to a terminal, which is what you and me want. And then once we have access to a terminal, we can narrow it down to what he yeah. was on. Or at least the area. And then we can then, as a team, go to that area. Let's I think start, that's the first step. Maybe figure I, out what's missing. Yeah, I, I mean, think... Oh, go ahead. I think that what we should do is maybe, while you guys are off with Ambrosia finding the terminal... Me and uh, Addison, we uh, start unloading the cargo as normal, and then you guys are off. Maybe if someone questions us about it, about how we normally have a four-team crew doing this, oh, they're just running. They're off um, doing the the checks and um, making sure that everything came back and like, right. We, we usually have station time, right? Like when yeah. we get there, it's, yeah. like, it's not a pull-up do nothing like we have a little yeah. time to, to hang because out because it takes a while to do paperwork um 
you know, and like Ambrosial's not like, okay, I gotta create every five minutes, it's gotta go. No, they, you make the run, you know, stuff's gotta get distributed, and then like you're there for a day or two. Now, honestly, you, you guys set the pace on that. As long as your ship's back for the next shipment on time, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if you know, oh, we yeah. got five days till the next shipment. Yeah, well, we backhaul we, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're independence. But I will say, like, every time you do make a shipment, you unload it, and then someone's got to go take the paperwork to the office mm-hmm. and be like, hey, here's the manifest, blah, blah, blah. We're reporting this much percentage in damages, blah, blah, blah. The shit gets filed, you get paid. But there's probably you know. a whole section where they're just used to. You know, the ship's coming in, and those people are wandering around for a day or two. And and you guys make this run. You're known. Well, I mean, there's there's, their whole industry is based on that. Yeah. I mean, their whole industry is based on while the ships are here, Mm -hmm. we squeeze them for every credit they can give us. Yeah. And and you guys know that there are bars and Mm -hmm. places of, you know... Ill repute? uh, uh, Ill repute where adults can do things. Yeah, there's probably a section where they kind of cater to that. And the bars we go to are a little more acceptable for the random, you know, uh, guys off the ship or uh, people off the, for the random people off the ship that come in. And, you know, that's what they cater to. That maybe there's bars elsewhere where, like, you guys might know because you're from here that, like, this is where the people who live here go. Space trucker bars versus local bars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, it's it's like there's bars by the docks. Now, there's more bars, but, like, Say, let's go to the bars by the docks. <laughs> yeah, and like as a Martian, we might not want to go to the ones elsewhere because no. you know this is a their place, and uh, we're, we're ship, you know, we're crew members, so we're probably somewhat acceptable. But we're going to stick with the. You know, there, there's, there's probably like on the higher end, there's like, ah, yes, fellow rich Earthers who just happen to be here. Ah, yes, let us converse with wine and ducks. And well, and chow, you, it, it you, might guys, be don't, how, you guys don't how, get there. How much? How far native we go when when we do get back? Yeah, I mean that's up to you guys. But point being, we when we get there, like us wandering around the station and most sections, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, yeah. I mean, I, obviously there's going to be secure sections, but like the minute Izzy and and Chow get off the ship, they're like, we don't know these well waters. <laughs> we know with them. String them up immediately. Fuck them, Chuba. Immediately, immediately sell them out. Make them make them take the walk while I sing this cool song. <laughs> but it sounds like I mean we have a shipment to deliver. And he was at a uh, an Ambrosia warehouse when he did it. Yeah, so, the, like the mere fact you have to deliver this shipment means you got to take some paperwork to the office yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah and, and that's why I figured that's, that's what I was go, meaning. Like in that way, it doesn't seem suspicious. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like oh, we're just yeah. doing the normal Gany, stuff. Ganymede Station isn't like a secure military facility you got to sneak into. You guys got every right to fly in and do your cargo, and like they're. You do this every other week or whatever. Yeah, this oh, is normal. Uh, see, I meant like for the the comedians who are around. Yeah, I mean you're gonna immediately you're gonna land in a docking bay and there's a bunch of dock workers, and that's no big deal. You know, like oh here's there's a there's the sommelier on time. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a normal thing. So we yeah. get there, we go in, try to find the terminal, um, maybe see if we can't talk to some of the the you know. Because my work, my guess is there's like the, the dock workers, and there's also the people that work for uh, Ambrosial in their warehouse. So there's going to be somebody there that we can be like, hey, do you guys know anything that's missing? Like, you know, if a whole shipment went missing, it may not show up in the manifest, but there may be some people like, there was a whole stack of crates here the other day, and like they're just gone, and nobody seemed to know anything about it. Yeah, you, you've got a mystery to solve, but you can't solve it from, you got to get to Gany. Yeah, we got to get there. It. There's four of us. We should have a dog with us. <laughs> Scooby Doo reference. Come on now, guys. I thought that's what you were here for. <laughs> hey, Scooby. 
So, I mean, like, you know, you could formulate a very complicated plan, but the essential thing is just to get there and then start digging into the mystery. I think we got a overall yeah. plan. Let's do this. Uh, you know, and there's really isn't like a, there's probably a perfunctory like, hey, again, a meat station, sommelier, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, report to docking bay, blah, blah. You know, and then offload. Quite casual. But yeah, just, but it, it it's very like, it's not like give the day's codes. It's just like, yeah, yeah, sommelier, whatever. I go dock at 13A, blah. It's casual, all civilian shit. It probably like how sloppy it is offends your Martian sensibilities. <laughs> Like, this is not a tight-run ship, and that's dirty earthers and belters. Just the way we like it. I do like my organization. (laughs) So, it's no big deal. You guys dock, you know, like, land on the ship. And as as you open the, you know, the cargo bay doors, a dock worker's like, Hey, guys, I'm going to get the paperwork. Yeah, here you go, man. He's he's like, you know, does the... Because, like, you guys are... You know, there might be docking fees, but it's all on their account under Ambrosials, blah, blah, blah. You don't really have to do anything other than sign for some shit. He's like, yeah, check in with the office. Uh, you want to, you want the boys to get us to get you unloaded? Yeah, let's do it. Now, normally, that's not something they provide. So, Oh, is he, that new? Well, no, it's not new, but he's like, hey, you want me to have the boys handle it? And like a hand kind of holds out. Oh, I mean, I, I think that we can handle it just fine, unless you want to help is, kindly. Is there a expectation of a piece of the cut? Well, here's here's what you could do. Now, you could bribe them off with what you're carrying. And you guys know, like, when you take that 3% cut, that is resources you have. Now, you could either bribe them with a income check, maybe pay them off with a nice little chocolate bar, or you could handle it yourself. Does this seem like the kind of thing that's out of place in a suspicious way? No. Like, in fact, this is pretty standard. Okay. It's one of those like, yeah, you guys could haul all that shit off to the warehouse. Well, for Belters, it's not. We understand the game. Yeah, but yeah. This isn't out. This isn't out of the ordinary. This isn't out of the ordinary. It's one of those like, hey, I'll have the boys handle it if you want. Now, it, does this look weird to the? Our Martian friends, or is this I they've been on this run I mean, for you, quite a while? I imagine you guys have been. You guys can tell me how long you've been. For, I would say that we've probably been doing this a couple, at least a few times. So I would say enough to be pretty aware um, of how things sure. run. I mean, we I have mean, a ship together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, well, I mean, if we've been contracted for long enough that um, Theo, you know, notices that. We make sense. this run yep. frequently. This so, is our like. If you make normal. this run twice a week for the last six months as a crew, yeah, this is. So yeah. we're aware of we're like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, we're standard but, on yeah. this. But this isn't like, a bribe of like, hey, you don't get to come on the ship. It's like, hey, do you want me to pay? Do you want me to have the guys do all the manual labor for you or not? Because we might be thinking like, oh yeah, this is just like a belter thing. But we know it's there. But or like, it's, a, it's a station graph yeah. thing. It, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you guys want to be back there anyway, so I thought that was the plan. I, I was thinking yeah. that we were going to be back there helping helping to unload. So, but I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll take the paperwork and you do the movement of the goods. Okay. Sure. So we're gonna. I believe that consensus is we're gonna turn that down. It's what we got to dust it for. Oh, I like it. 
I like give you, I like give you a look and be like, "Fuck, that works." Though, that, and walk that away. Does, that does well for us, though. I guarantee those. I was gonna like say, that. yeah. I was gonna say, I I look over at him after he makes that comment, and I just kind of look him up and down, and I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." <laughs> yeah, take it over to warehouse. Yeah, you know, forty three. Then he just kind of like shakes his head and walks off. All right. Well, I suppose that me and Addison would go ahead and just start. I mean, you can call me Eddie. We're on a ship together and everything. I, you know, it's all right. I prefer Addison. I prefer Addison as well. Mr. <laughs> Addison. Just don't punch me in the face, please. <laughs> so you two spend several hours doing bag-breaking manual labor. <laughs> oh, no, those two, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. All right, so... <laughs> It's like nothing for me. I pointed at people at the table, like the audience could see that. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey and Izzy. Nope. No. Nope. Addie. Casey oh, and Addie. Addie and Casey spend several hours doing backbreaking manual labor to haul all the goods to where they've got to go. Let's talk about the people who skipped out on manual labor. <laughs> the smart ones. You guys take an elevator up a couple levels. Ah, look at the air conditioning. <laughs> Pretty nice. <laughs> No, Alamathia Ambrosials has an office a few stories up. It's nothing fancy, but like, you know, this is like a strip mall level quality. All these offices of various shipping companies and whatnot. You know, if they do enough business here, they need to have at least a little office. But like, you know, it, you guys do this run enough that they know you. So when Dante, um, there's a guy named Dante working the desk. He's like, hey guys, come on in. Hey, what's up, Dante? Good to see you again. How's the run? Ah, pretty typical. Pretty got, smooth. We got some uh, stuff I need to get on the terminal for, though. Yeah, uh, I got a message saying help you guys out or whatever. So yeah, cool. Um, yeah, you, know, you gotta let me get that manifest for this shipment, though. Let's get that out of the way real quick. Yeah, we toss it back to him. Yeah. Um, any damages to report? Exactly three percent. Yeah, mm. normal. Now at that point, though. Well, we he has to take his cut, too. So. He is one of those guys. Like yeah. the, the first thing was kind of optional. Hey, do you want to skip out some yeah. manual labor today? It's like, nah, we'll oh. fucking do it. But this guy is expecting it to be like, yes, these papers are stamped and verified. No damage to report. Hand Once out. Once again. Uh, I'm gonna 30 let, runs in a row. I'm going to let uh, my buddy uh, Chow do that one. He has a better uh, income score. All right. So we're going to make true. what we call an income check or income test. So uh, you're going to roll your 3d6. And you have an in income score on your paper. Of four. So you're going to add that to that. That's good. For those at home, uh, Izzy has a, like a two. I do enjoy that the belter, oh. for some reason, has the most money. Yeah. As it should be. Uh, let's see. That's, <laughs> that's an 11. That's not bad. It's not bad. Now, do, I, do, do I have to help out with this one? No, here's the thing. You you can't. Oh, I can't help? Yeah. No, okay, he's, that's he's, a... Because he's he's, you're like, hey, pay the guy. Oh. Nope. <laughs> So that's what you said. You're like, hey, pay the man. I did. Yeah. I stand by it. Now, you think that that is just missed. not quite what you want. Maybe a, a, now, a fortune? I now, think. There's a mechanic in this game called fortune. Why don't you explain what you're doing, Ethan? Uh, so, explain the mechanic of fortune. Yeah, yeah. If, so, you're, if you're confident. So, fortune is essentially like your, uh, your fudge. You can, you can bump a roll up a little bit. You can get out of danger. It's... Uh, represents like luck pushing yourself storytelling in a way yeah and narratively and in a way health and you can tick off these points to one avoid damage or to two boost rolls mm -hmm. now why don't you see what one point of fortune gets you why let's see so your first thought was to be like ah, i'm ahead of a candy bar and that's like right on the line of like am i tipping enough 
<laughs> you're like, at the last second, you're like, better make it two. <laughs> and he like pockets it and nods and stamps approved <laughs> and files the paperwork. Um, here, come around, use my computer. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dante. Now we flash back to the docking bay where the two of you are sweating your asses off. And you're about halfway done with the task. Unfortunately, about that time, a bunch of people bust into the docking area, holding signs and placards. OPA! Saying, OPA! OPA! And Duster Oppression. <laughs> and you think that's going to make your job a little more difficult. We're going to find out what happens with that, though, on the next episode of The Adventurer's Vault, The Expanse. Casey, I think this is a job for you. <laughs> Bust some heads. Shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick, listen to more before I hunt you down.